Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Well, before we get into anything, got to mention our uh, sponsor for Bronco Nation. That would be Zemlick. Uh, check about Zemlick.com. They've got uh, plenty of free offers, daily specials. Um, yeah, you can check out their brick and mortar location on Stadium Drive in Ostimo. It's Zemlick.com for all of your office needs, big or small. But uh, special episode this week. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a special guest in studio with us. Which means I get Abramowski's chair. This is comfy. <laughs> I like it. Since uh, you know our special guest better than I do, because okay. you know yeah. I can't do it justice, mm-hmm. why don't you introduce who we got with us? Who I have with us, um, someone I actually met in a bowling center of all places. Gee, go figure that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but she has worked in this building before, and she is currently the Western Michigan University women's basketball play-by-play announcer on. 1660 and 95.5 The Touch, Carolyn Binder. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. I want to say congratulations for tracking me down. I've been... (laughs) I don't even know where I am right now. I just ended up here. I think she's glad she left her old day job. She got some traveling in, I'm telling you. I sure did. And with uh, COVID on the downswing and we're able to kind of get out and about, it's the first time I've been out of the state of Michigan since 2020. So, yeah, happy to do it. And you do some high school sports, from what I understand, correct? Yes, I'm on the Matawan Wildcats network. And then why I said congratulations on tracking me down is this weekend I'll be in uh, East Lansing for the Division One and Three state girls state finals. Fabulous so well, on the MHSAA network. All right, awesome. And I heard a story recently. You had to go to Cleveland for the MAC tournament for the women. And it's an interesting story of how you got there. <laughs> yes, because kind of looping it back to my high school coverage. So I was covering uh, Matawan girls and boys basketball. The Matawan girls had qualified for the regional semifinals, a regional tournament, which Matawan was conveniently hosting, which was awesome. So uh, that just happened to be the semifinal game for the girls happened to be on the same day that the women's basketball team for Western Michigan was leaving on the bus to go to Cleveland. Obviously can't be in two places at once unless you're me because my dad is a pilot. So I did get a lift from my dad uh, in order to get to Cleveland. What we did is just left early the next morning because tip off for the game in Cleveland wasn't until, well, airtime was 3.30. Tip off was all-star. So, work, worked out well. <laughs> she, uh, she flying in where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Ha! She, she already there broadcasting. She got her own plane. That's right. <laughs> How long of a plane ride is it from here to Cleveland? Just under two hours from okay. takeoff to, which, you know, he's doing all the stuff that pilots do and taking his time. And my dad has the longest checklist of all, but I'm not dogging him for that at all because that's why... It's safe to fly with. Now, what plane did you fly in? Because I've been in 150s and 172s. I've even flown them. My dad was a was a private pilot instructor back in the day. It's so. a twin engine uh, Cessna 310. Oh, okay. Yeah, she out. See, she outgraded me. <laughs> that's out of my pay scale. Mine too, um. but it's my dad, so that's the private pilot that I can afford. Uh, so we are recording currently Wednesday, uh, the 16th. I was just on the campus at WMU. 
at Lawson Arena for the uh, send-off. Yeah, thanks for going. For the Broncos. I, I would have been there, but I had other obligations. That's so why I'm here. That's why, and you covered nicely. Uh, we had uh, Facebook Lives on WKZO, uh, Jack, uh, Hits 96.5. And WNWN. So if you wanted to see any of that, go to any of those Facebook pages. You'll find them. Um, it was a great atmosphere. Pretty good turnout. Um, the Broncos, obviously, kind of where we'll start with our coverage today. Right. Uh, they are headed to St. Paul. They're going to be playing in, in the NCHC uh, Frozen Faceoff. And you've been saying it all season, Jim, but I said it on the Facebook Live. For those of you that aren't big fans of hockey or don't know how it works, uh, the NCHC... To put it mildly, is the SEC of exactly. college hockey. Exactly. It's a top dog. There's no doubt about it. You have six out of the eight teams that are ranked in the top 20. Yes. No other league can come even in the neighborhood. And they're playing North Dakota on Friday, who I think they're like tops, like top five. Now we know why Michigan ran away with the tail between their legs earlier this year. <laughs> That's exactly. But yeah, um, North Dakota, we, we we split this year, obviously. We we won the two at home, and they won the two in their building. So we're on a neutral site, but we are closer to uh, Great Falls than we are Kalamazoo, or, you know. Grand Forks. Or Grand, or Grand Forks than we are. Yeah, sorry. Why did I have to say Great Falls? Grand Forks. <laughs> you combined <laughs> in, a couple cities. Of, right. Thank you. Great Forks. <laughs> That's it. Well, you, North Dakota may may draw a little better at the XL Center, so you know. Yeah, I mean, they were what second in the league. We were third, um, and basically by tiebreaker, essentially there. Yeah. Um. So I think the consensus is is Western has punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Oh, uh, they have now. Now the goal is to improve seed. In, improve seed, yeah, and and winning the NCHC tournament is. Probably going to guarantee a number one. That's kind of where I'm at. And actually, right now, if, if you want to look at the pairwise while I'm doing that, um, if you want to bounce to something hockey-wise while I'm looking that up, because this will just take a second. Once I bring up games for uh, Friday, nice thing about my CHN um, app is that it shows the games and their current rankings in the pairwise, and they change through the week. So, And we're at number five right now. Okay. So and that's, we're, we're, we're at a number two seed yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. because pairwise is pretty much what they go off of yeah, for the most part. doesn't matter where you rank in the USCHO or whatever or the USA Today polls. It doesn't really matter. So what time does that game start, Jim, since you are the um, in-studio host for I, all hockey? I am, 8.37 Friday night, um, 8 o'clock pregame. So we'll have a little extended uh, pregame show just a little bit, Well, which, which is normal. Yeah, uh, CBS Sports Network will broadcast it. Will we hear Robin on CBS Sports? No. Uh, well, the well you can if you match him up. Yeah, that's what I plan on doing. Right. There. Yeah, like Ernie Har- Harwell with the Tigers. Just yeah. Turn down the broadcast. Yeah. If I had my way, you'd be working. I'd be in St. Paul. <laughs> just saying. Now I didn't even get to go to St. Paul. What are you talking about? I. I whoa. <laughs> Pardon. Sir, <laughs> I have been there. I did ride the bus. This was back. I was right after I graduated from college, a couple years out, and when I was working here, and actually got to do a video, like just video highlight and interview. Coverage. Oh, there you go. Cool. Back in the day, after we won the CCHA championship, That's which how long ago that we was. are still defending tournament champions. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just G- saying that, Jim. You and I both know I don't work games. <laughs> yeah, you <old> boss. <laughs> 
Now, I have too many other responsibilities around this place. Now, if we we will be going to the regionals. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's just a matter of where we land, what seed we land in. If we make it to Boston, there's going to be a couple of boys in this here studio that are going to be in Boston with them. Here it's beautiful this time of year. Yeah, I, I've been telling you that. <laughs> Please come to Boston for the springtime, okay? Just say it. Yes, I've been going with that line. <laughs> We're trying to talk this into existence, uh, the two of us going to Boston. Um, we, we, we hope to. So Yeah. Cross our fingers. But... I'll, yeah. do, I'll do it for you. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would. You, you, you'd have your dad fly you too, right? Hey, if you want to ride, I can ask him. Uh, hey, that's punching a ticket right there. Yeah, <laughs> work would like that too. Save some moolah. <laughs> Just pay for gas. Right. Well, I have a feeling we'd be driving there anyway. So maybe. Who knows? Yeah, with the station van. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, we've got that going on. Um, there was something Broncos I wanted to, like, segue off of this point. Well, we can talk about um, my little uh, chat with Robin the other day and what we ended up landing. That's kind of what now it's coming back to me. Um, the regionals is going to be the weekend that you and I have an obligation. Right. Well, and that's fine because the regionals, you know, we, we're, we're, we're not going to go to the regionals. We're going to Boston if we go anywhere. Bingo. You know, yeah. regionals, regionals, smegenos. We should coast through them. Frozen four, baby. Let's go. Anyway. So tell everybody what you and I are doing well, on the 26th. Well, I got a call. Robin and I played faux tag for two days. Finally caught up with each other uh, yesterday afternoon. And, um, of course, we just kind of break going over the weekend, stuff like that. He's taking minimal supplies, so I'm going to record goals and all of that for him. And we talked about a couple other things we were doing. And then he sprang on this little gig to have us be the on-field hosts for the spring football game. And, of course, without asking you, I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew you would not turn that down. No. No. Let's hope you don't. Have, you know, let's hope somebody doesn't have something else planned, though. Hint, hint. Shh. You better hope. <laughs> His wife. <laughs> uh, she knows not to make plans. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I was about to say, if she's anything like mine, it just you. We tell it. We tell them where we are and where we're going, and it goes on the calendar, and then we're. Pretty much. That's that. <laughs> Especially during the book. I'm like, these three months? Yeah. 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 Don't expect to do anything. <laughs> I don't have that problem. Because you're single. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Check in with who? Myself. <laughs> Which I won't do because I'll get into an instant argument. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> Fight with myself all day long, twice on Sunday. I, I don't know. I can't speak for Jordan's wife, but I'm very fortunate that mine is completely understanding. She's she's mostly understanding. There's a few times where she gets into my, you know what, but you know, you guys had a hockey date the other day. We did. Yeah, finally. Well, yeah, we went to the Saturday. Uh, yeah. We went to the Saturday night to the the series clinching game, which was incredible. The energy at Lawson was incredible. The game, and obviously, I mean, you guys are talking about it. You, yeah. We followed them all season long. No surprise to us the way that that turned out. It was. Amazing, right? Oh man, I and I, I've been dying for a monitor in here. Well, and you sent and I'm me looking at you. <laughs> your I'm studio. trying, Jim. <laughs> so I was listening off and on that night, 
And I actually happened to turn it back on, I think, like a minute before the goal was scored. The the um, empty netter? Yeah. No, oh, the, the OT. OT. The OT. The OT. Oh, that's right, Saturday night. Yeah, the OT. Yeah. 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 Robin's calling that. Really oh, I've, 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 got, I've got it in my back pocket. Oh, I know. I've got it on my phone. I think I played it 100 times over two days. <laughs> I'm going to need you to send that to me. <laughs> Keep talk- You guys talk. I'll send it right now. I can multitask. I'm good. So we got we got Western Hockey rolling along. As we said, we're going to be hosting the uh, spring game uh, March 26th. That starts at, uh, what, 9, Jim? 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. Um, to noon? 9 till, uh, nine till noon, yeah. Um, and I... What, I'm not sure what time the uh, football game actually starts. I think it's like 10, 10 something, 30, something like something like that. that. It's free, right. open to the public. Right, and it won't take away from your entire day either no. because it's, it won't be like your basic football game where you're there for five, six hours and you're tailgating, et cetera. You know, come in, have a little fun, watch a little uh, free football for a little while, and and then go about your day. I mean, we got a lot of new stuff to see. We've got uh, Holenbrock or Holenbach from. Uh, Alabama, the quarterback transfer, the new kid out of Arizona. Uh, we got a new offensive coordinator, um, DB's coach. There's a lot of change with the Western Michigan football program, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how everybody fits in and how the team looks early on. Um, I wonder. Uh, hopefully, over... hopefully, hopefully, there are programs available. Wink. Be some hey, you might might see some fresh faces out there. You know, <laughs> even though it's spring ball, and you know, and and incoming freshmen obviously aren't going to be there yet. But no, you know, no. But as far as you know, any JUCO transfers or whatever, yeah. you know, get some get the fresh people in here and see what they can do. Yeah. Uh, like I said, basketball over for Western. Um, but yeah, well, this kind of segues into our next thing. Well, I was going to ask Carolyn since uh, we have her here. What's your opinion of the team and and, and going forward? Without obviously, you know, getting into details about who's coming in next year and all of that. What, what are your thoughts on that? For the women? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Of course, because that's who I followed, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about whoever you want me to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, for the for the women. So I came in in February. That was also an interesting story. We can probably do another segment on that. But uh, Robin is a um, supporter of mine, and I'm so grateful for that to have that opportunity. Uh, but since I've come in. I love the energy on this team. I think that Shane Klipfel is putting the right pieces in place the right way, if that makes sense. And probably these are buzzwords and cliche words to people who don't follow the program. But when you're watching it, uh, when those cylinders are clicking, this team is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And it was fun to watch that evolve, um, obviously, from a broadcaster. And I'm I'm an, an alum. I am a fan. I am all of the above. When those things were not clicking, it was brutal. Yeah. But I think overall, my overall assessment of the program is that there's longevity there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important piece. It doesn't mean that we're winning MAC championships every single year, although that is the goal. The goal. And I mean, he even said this year, he when I interviewed him for the first round of the MAC, he said, Last year at this time, we weren't lining up to play postseason basketball. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we are, this feels good. Last year was brutal. We're taking a step forward. And I think with the pieces that are in place and the, the way that he goes about his day-to-day with the team and has the locker room buy-in, that's going to lead to that long-term success. I, 
I've got a general consensus, and I want to see if because you were up close and personal, I want to see if you have the same opinion. Um, like you said, when things weren't clicking, they weren't. Um, but it seemed like that team was in most of those games that they played. Yes, which yeah. is different from just being completely blown out. Yes, there were a lot of losses. They were close to five hundred, but. It just seemed like they were in every game that they played. Yeah, I would say from the games that I witnessed and was part of and part of the broadcast, the only exception was... Uh, <laughs> it's an unknown caller, it's by the way. unknown caller. <laughs> Your phone Hope- doesn't have the, the spam watch yet? Mine does. No. no. Mine does. No. Hopefully it's not Coach Shane going like, I don't agree with... <laughs> What Let's Carolyn has to say. Well, no, the, I was going to say the only exception was we came out flat on the road in DeKalb against Northern Illinois, but that's that's mm-hmm. it. Like Other than that, the games that I watched from early February till the end of the season, we were there. We were doing what we were supposed to be doing. We, it, was just, it is what it is. I mean, the MAC in the, the women's side especially, the MAC is stacked. And yeah, you look at You look at the teams that – well, we lost. So we lost to Buffalo mm-hmm. in the opening round. They ended up rolling through the tournament, yeah, they and they did. won it. So cool. And then we've got what I think four or five teams in the NIT, like on the women's side. That's wow. no joke. Wow. That's no joke. Yeah. So it, it's tough. It and, is. And you know, fans don't necessarily want to hear that all the time. But I'm sorry. Like it's it's tough. But Shane and his staff are absolutely doing the right things that need to be done to get the right pieces in place to get a long-term successful program continuing here. You know, the, the men's, the men's program, you know, that, that was just tough this year. And, and it's even sitting in the producer's chair, Carolyn. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, today we're going to get a win. We're going to get a win. We're leading at the half. We did that a lot this year, Yeah, but, or we were close to where we could have, you know, and we did at some point possibly take a lead, but would lose it. You know, and that's just the kind of pain you went through. At least they were there. Yeah. For you know, the most part of it, Toledo. They were they were there for a little while, and then Toledo said, "No, we're we're the Rockets. Yeah. We're out of here." But yeah, and um, boy, we we there's going to be a lot of changes coming up. Yeah. Um, I and mean, we talked heavily last week. last week about that. Let's not re-embellish this. We're, we're keying more on the women's side. But I wanted to throw the men in there. And the fact that, you know, Carolyn said it's painful to watch on a broadcasting end. It is. All the way through the pipe. It, yeah. it really is. I mean, I kind of want to get your thoughts, Carolyn, on that whole situation. I mean, I just, like, no ill will towards Clayton. Like, I think he's a fantastic coach, a great guy. He's going to land on his feet, and he'll get a job somewhere. It just kind of felt like, you know, he was kind of given two years. He's put in an unfortunate spot. You know, they slashed budgets during COVID. They did a lot of different stuff. Um, I just kind of felt like whether it was Clayton or somebody else, they had to make a move that was a long-term play. Like, having Clayton on a one-year deal – to me, doesn't yeah. do anything for recruiting. Absolutely nothing. No, I think it was a lose-lose situation given a number of factors from from Jump Street. Like, as soon as Hawkins was gone and it's like, okay, we got to make a replacement. Well, then think about the timing. Like, you just said it. COVID came in and was a complete factor, I think. Then they have to 
mix in, okay, who's going to have buy-in in the locker room? Well, the automatic play is to bring somebody up and through. And, I mean, Clayton Bates, he could be successful yeah. somewhere. And yep. I truly, truly believe that. There was just no room to be successful in this type of environment, given what also was going on. And, and COVID has to be an, an explanation for some of that. When I think part of it, too, is, you know, Kathy knew she was leaving. Yeah. So I think part of it was she didn't want to hire somebody and then have them get fired two years later because a new AD camp comes in and wants his own staff. Sure. Um, so I think that had something to do with it, too. Um, I don't know. It was just like, again, it just two years. I know they were tough, but I guess I just didn't see the signs to be able to bring him back for a third year. There's that, too. But think about the type of environment he's trying to recruit in is yeah. anything but normal. Yeah. And so it just it just, just doesn't feel good all the way around. It's understandable the direction that it went. And I think everybody's amicable to, you know, and okay with it, amicable and all the rest of it. And, and I agree with you. I think Clayton's going to land on his feet. I, I truly believe that it, given the right conditions for the position that he's in, like he's, He's going to make an impact somewhere, period. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just tough sliding from the get-go yeah. on that. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see who they bring in. Um, I've been kind of like chiming on the bring Saudi Washington home train. <laughs> but as an Oakland graduate. It's trending on Twitter, by the way. Um, I, my, I guess my caveat to a lot of people has been, you know, yes, he went to Western, but if you – no Saudi's coaching track. You know, he started at Romulus High in Detroit Metro, and then Greg Campy gave him his first D1 chance at Oakland, and I've been screaming for Greg Campy's head for years now. Um, I'd like to see him take over OU, and I think maybe that's what he's waiting for because it's like he didn't take it last go-around, so what has changed where he's going to take it this go-around? Yeah, I... I like the idea of Saudi Washington. I'm intrigued with Dan Bartholomew's um, hiring of the like outside group yeah. to do a search to and do, do a search, that. which I think that's also a sign of the times where we are, what we can do, and how far the scope can go with where COVID is and all the rest of it. I don't blame them for hiring that, given kind of the track where this has gone. Like, yep, pull out all the stops, do yeah. it, and yeah. but I don't see them hiring this group to then sign Saudi Washington. It's just, no, just go get them. Like if you want them, yeah. go throw a bunch of money at them or whatever you need to do and go get them. You don't need a group to tell you to do that. So, and that's, and that's a hard spot for guys like Saudi, like going home. Yeah. Because the expectations are always sky high when you get there. And most of the time you just can't yep. live up to that. So maybe that's part of the reason why he didn't come last time. I just think with U of M being where they're at with the instability and the little, you know, fight night that we had on one of those games, I just think that program's a little volatile right now, and he may be looking to get his exit. I hate to say that because I like not to, like, totally derail this conversation to Michigan, but I love Juwan Howard as a coach. That whole thing, I'm like, ooh, like maybe you're not ready to be that face of the program if that's going to be – your reaction as a coach like that I was like yikes yeah I mean no offense to guard at Wisconsin but it's like 
that little guy threatened you? Right. Really? No. There's no way. You have to know your place. He, he I, th- I think he just lost his cool, but it's like, I think he's on very thin ice now. I think yeah. the next time he screws up publicly, see ya. You're out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it, and maybe it's the frustration of how good they were last year, and then it's just a complete 180. But I think that kind of speaks to what I was talking with Carolyn before we broke the, the microphones. You know, Jim said he didn't fill out a bracket. I didn't either. And it's yeah. not... Not that I don't know enough, but it's like, in my opinion, the college basketball product this year has been garbage. You've had numerous teams, countless teams, up 20-plus lose. Well, I mentioned it last week, you know, that there's just so much parity now up and down. This tournament actually could be a really interesting one, you know, when you, when you take a look at it. And again, like you, like you, I haven't really delved deep into it. I, th- I think Carolyn's going to be our expert yeah. right oh on this. But any, anywho... Um, the um, number, this could be the year where we get another 16 knocking off a one. We could see a 15 knock off a two, maybe a couple of 14s. Maybe this is maybe this is the year for the higher seed. Or you're going to get chaos, kind of like, I don't remember what year it was, but remember when UConn won with, um, was it Ollie, Kevin Ollie? They were uh, like a six or a seven seed. Yeah, yeah. And I think no, but I don't think anyone in the, the top or the final four was above them. Like it was a very odd year. I yeah. I can envision that happening again. Yeah, I can. And too. I like parody, but I think there is a such thing as too much parody. All right. Yeah. And this and this, we talked about it last week. They've got to change the one and done. That's what they're. You either, you either right. go to college or you right. stay two years, or you right. go out of high school or you go two years because hey, hey NFL. Here's how you get the uh, parody, <laughs> right here. This is this is about as a flat line as you're going to get, <laughs> literally. There's my NFL mention for the day. I'm done. <laughs> oh, wait, Brady unretired and Rodgers got money. We're done. Check, please, waiter. <laughs> I'm good on Tom. <laughs> yeah. I And here's the thing. Oh. I love Tom when everybody else couldn't stand him. I'm over it. Just go away. Please, <sighs> just do it. His wife doesn't like him anymore. <laughs> right off on your motorcycle. That go was... Away. I was get, I was about to say I saw something the other day and it was like you know he had the post when he retired about and he was saying what everybody wanted here spend time with his family yep. you know football was my life they've been there to support me it's my time to support them which I'm like hmm okay this is happening cool yeah I guarantee you he was home for like you know as that that old retired couple. It's like, what are you doing here? Get, get out. out! Get out! <laughs> get out! I can't! I can't handle you. I, I believe it. He got kicked out. I believe it. But I agree. <laughs> I, I just, I can't deal with this. This is the second time in our like, he, Brett Favre. Uh, and I was just gonna bring up that he is reaching uh, that status. Oh, yeah. At least, at least he's coming back to the box. Yes. At least he's coming back back to the box. He didn't. Say like, oh, I'm gonna go figure out where where my life needs to go and, and go Thank play you, for the Aaron. Jets, right, right, <laughs> or the Vikings. Anyway, I'm gonna put Carolyn on the spot. We'll, let's get back to our, our brackets that we didn't do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna pull one up here because uh, I am sitting right next to uh, a very very huge Blue Devil fan. Ooh, Dookie. Yes. She's a Dookie. She's Ooh. a dookie. Can I explain that though? Because yes. I feel like people like they're like, ooh. 
And also kind of to tie it back to our conversation about Clayton Bates, one more point I wanted to make was that, and now I'm putting myself on the spot, I don't know his record, but after two or three years, Mike Krzyzewski's head was being called for in Durham uh, after he was hired. I mean, when he when he was hired, people didn't even know who he was, mm-hmm. right? And then I think he had a handful of wins in his first two or three seasons, and people were literally calling for his head. And when he uh, was playing, when he was getting ready to play UNC, that was brought up, and it was like, imagine if we if he were in this environment, like hired in this environment right now, where we give coaches and leaders and all this, like two to three years, we give them some imaginary timeline, we wouldn't have Coach K. Take him or leave him, take him or leave Duke. I know plenty of people who don't root for Duke, but they respect Coach K, and I can appreciate that. But think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm – I'm not trying to say like Clayton Bates is going to be the next Coach K, but at the same time, give these people a chance to establish themselves and do something, right? Thank thank you. Thank you. And rebuilds, they take time. Yeah. They take time. Look at the Cubs. Took them five years. Yeah, but pros and collegiate. but, But still. But still, you still cannot create a monster in two, two years. years. It's it's impossible. I mean, look what Fleck did. He had a one win, then two seven wins, and then hit the mother load for the twelve. Oh, well, so, I think I think at a four years at a MAC so. level too. You got to like. I think some people forget like thinking a team's just gonna run through a tournament or a conference every single year. It's it just, unrealistic. It doesn't happen. No. It's a mid-major. These, I mean, there are very few schools that are good every single year. But that's the thing. You need to have a little patience. You know, you can't expect you can't expect miracles in two years. And if you do, you're just barking up the wrong uh, tree. You know, it might happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I mean, you know, I wasn't expecting miracles, but I guess I was expecting more than what I saw. Yeah, um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah, I'm good with that. I wasn't expecting them to go and win the MAC, but I was sure as hell expecting them to win a couple of more games than they did. No, I'm, I fully agree with that, and so that's why ultimately I'm okay with the direction that it's taking. You know, uh, I feel bad for somebody who's lost their job in that sense, but on the flip of the coin, I've been there. I've been there. We've all been there, and we've all landed on our feet one way or another. Yep. Radio, uh, we've all been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I was there in Cedar Rapids in when my life was ter- flipped upside down. So, um, Well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm here. Uh, looking at the bracket, there was a few things that had stood out to me. Um, I'm, I'm going to say one thing, though, before we bust in, because they... They've got these play-in games. I don't mind the play-in games. No, it gets you a little, why can't they be, a little Why early. can't they all be for the 16 seed? I don't why, like that. Why are we competing for an 11 seed entry? I don't get it. Why Why not just make it simple? Because I think you're punishing. The first, the first four are the ones, you know, are the eight teams that are ranked outside the top 64. Let me play devil's advocate for you. Well, you I'm not going to penalize a 16 seed, a team that was not an automatic bid. They got in because they won their conference tournament. I'm not going to punish all of them. Well, you're already punishing them if it was a 64-team field because 16 plays one automatically. 
No, you know, and that's and that's where that's where the play-in should be for the sixteen. I don't like that, Jim. As as somebody that went to a mid-major, I do not like that. I'm not going to penalize them. They barely got in, and then you're going to tell me one of them technically is not going to be in now. You, I'm not okay with that. You argue. I like the I like the six. I like the six eleven. Yeah, because it's that first four out. It's those D one programs that weren't very good and got in by the skin of their teeth. They need to be penalized. Yes. Well, so somebody agrees sorry, with Jim. me here. Yeah. No, I. Why am I gonna Why am I gonna punish Wright State or Bryant? That's not fair. Both of those teams got in by winning their conference tournament. Well, then make Well, then make it uniform for all four regions. Make it uniform That's for all fine. four regions. Instead of instead of one region has a 16 to fill, one has an 11 to fill, one has whatever to fill, make it all the same. Make it all 11s or I'm whatever. I'm fine with that, yeah. but I don't make the decisions. Yeah. We don't. We just have the microphones. Before right. it was fine when no. it was one playoff, but now right. that you've expanded it, you got to yeah. change it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, for everyone listening that's been hearing a lot of sound effect and stuff, we're sharing a microphone over <laughs> here. So Carolyn and I are tipping back and Sh- forth and back and caring. forth and back and forth. You can have it. Sharing is caring. One of the things that stood out to me about the bracket, though, Michigan State playing Davidson. At least I don't yank mine off. It's... And that was, <laughs> and that was interesting to me because you have Foster Lawyer now at Davidson, who transferred out of Michigan State, and I can't remember where they were playing. So it was it was very weird. You can see the committee making these choices based on certain things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Davis Davidson was in. I was watching their uh, their conference final, and they lost. But they were good enough to get it sneak in anyway. So there was a lot of discussion. I was listening to a number of talking heads across a number of different resources to try and figure out how am I going to decide what I'm doing here? Because I have a little different strategy every year. And I was talking to Jordan and I said this year I went with strength of schedule based off of ultimately it was a comment that Seth Greenberg made. And again, take him or leave him. But he said because they were making a point about, oh, like, such and such team shoots, you know, efficiently 50% from the field and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, in Conference USA versus, you know, Big Ten, he's like, think about the strength of schedule. And he's yeah. like, we're focusing, got to focus on the strength of schedule and then make the context out of that statistic. Because somebody could shoot 100% from the floor against an unworthy opponent, but you put them in the field of 64 and what are they going to do? Yep. So, with that being said, because they were also debating that matchup in particular, the MSU-Davidson matchup, and I'm like, this is interesting that that's even a de- debate, to be honest. And ultimately, I went with MSU based on the strength of schedule in that matchup, but I think it's still going to be an interesting game based on the way that Michigan State's been playing lately Definitely not on a hot streak leaving the season. We can all agree on that. So Davidson might give him a run. Yeah, and I think whoever plays Duke's going to lose. Um, kind of a question for both of you. How much more time does Tom Izzo get at Mich- Michigan State? Oh, I'm, I'm going to defer to you on that. Probably, probably as long as he wants. Man, he hasn't, I, I, he hasn't re- done re- anything in a long time. He'll retire there, though, but. Um, I just, I'm going through the same thing with Greg Campy at OU. He took it from D2 all the way up through the ranks. Now we're, you know, in the horizon. And it's like, yeah, we've come a long way, but then it's like you bring up somebody like Northern Kentucky in our conference who's only been in D1 for a very short period of time. They've already passed us. 
I, like I give these coaches credit for building it up, but I'm under the philosophy: what have you done for me lately? Teams have ebbs and falls. They do. They, they go up. Twenty and down. years is ebbs and falls. They go up and down. They go up and down. Tom Izzo hasn't won a title in over twenty years, Jim. <sighs> And the and the ones that he played in, like against North Carolina in two thousand eight, they got pantsed. True. They have not threatened for anything in a very long time. Well, I think State's probably happy with the way the program's going right now. Well, uh, how old is Tom? He's getting up there. And it, how, and how it's many? Like Dan, but it's like. And how many Tony. years? And how many years does he have left on his contract? No idea. Neither do I. Maybe maybe he'll retire at the end of this current uh, term. I just and, and it's like his breed of coach. It's again a lot like Greg Campy and probably why they're friends. These screamers, they're they are becoming dinosaurs. <laughs> kids, I'm telling you, oh, yeah, kids they're, they're, do now, not respond to that anymore. Yeah, now they're swinging during post game. I'm I'm not going to argue with that because there's video evidence. I mean, no, it's like I went to so many OU games. But, there was one time it was completely quiet. And I don't remember who it was. I think it was Drew Valentine who coaches yeah. at yeah. Loyola now, who OU should have hired. Don't get me started on that. But dead quiet arena. All you hear is Campy screaming his head off like a crazy person saying something about, well, maybe if Drew is in his bleeping spot and he said the real word, quiet arena. It's just, I, I'm over that, man. You just seem crazy. I, just I'm coach gonna, him up. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've had that opinion opinion of Tom Izzo since I was probably a freshman in high school like why is this guy yelling at everybody like why is like what is this what is he accomplishing and I mean at that time they're running through that's they're running through the Big Ten not that I was there 20 years you know in high school 20 years ago almost yeah but uh I'm not a fan of it either I I read Bob Knight's book I know he's a ultimate you know legendary coach that was a different time it was a much different time but he's Izzo, I think, I mean, is he grew up, that's where his coaching tree grew from, is he, like that mentality. I mean, I think even we were just talking about him, um, Howard at yeah. U of M, you got to be a player's coach. Yeah. These kids don't like you, you scream at them, guess what they're going to do? They're going to jump in that transfer portal. Well, that's the intriguing thing about Jawan Howard, because on its face, by definition of who he is, where he came, like, perfect hire. You know, take away the last month and take away the Wisconsin handshake line for a second. <laughs> uh, just for a second. Because that that's the definition of a player's coach. You know, yeah. you watch Fab Five, like, he is all in, mm -hmm. maize and blue, ready to go. He will die by the, you know, maize and blue. Like, great. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you need in your living room as a – 18-year-old kid to say, come and play basketball for Michigan. Oh, my God, Juwan Howard, yeah. yeah. You know, like, that is it. That is the ticket. But then Juwan Howard needs to take the emotion of, he's not a player anymore. He's not on the Fab Five yeah. anymore. This isn't the bad boys anymore. Like, this isn't any of that. This is a whole different era. Yep. And you need to grow up and kind of be the dad a little bit more than, because these guys need a father figure and a, a mentor. Yes. They don't need... A guy that's out there with losing Chris cool. Weber losing his cool out on the court, calling timeouts that he don't have. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. And you know what was funny too? I'll bring up Greg one more time. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say Juwan should have been hitting he, on Chris instead of the, He was dogging play. the transfer portal. And if you know anything about Greg Campy and Oakland basketball, he basically invented the transfer portal before it was a thing. Even back to our days in the stomach, he lived off of transfers. Some of our best players in program history, transfers. But I'm, you want to go out and dog it? Come on, bro. I'm I'm completely fine with it, and here's why. Because as a coach, thank you, you because he hates it. He hates you the can go. Program. You can go, and, and this can be a whole other segment. I can come back talk about whatever you want. But the, <laughs> the don't worry, you'll be back. The transfer <laughs> portal to me is the players' version of what the coaches are already allowed to do. The coach can say, hey, whoop, hey, I'm out of here. Like, peace out. I'm yeah. gone. I'm signing on to this other program for oodles of more money or whatever the case is, longer contract. I don't care. If you're a player and you're like, that was I'm, my coach. I'm not. Yeah, that that was my coach. That's who recruited me. That's who I signed on with. That's who sat in my living room and told my parents that I would take I would be taken care of by this family. And then they just peaced out. I don't want to play for this person. Like, this isn't my person. Whatever. And then they, so they want to move. Then they have to sit. The coach doesn't have to sit. sit. Exactly. The coach doesn't have to sit out and not get paid and not get their contract. Why? Why is that fair? It's not fair. See, Jim's big on loyalty. He thinks if you make a commitment somewhere, you've got to stay for a while. But it... But if there's no loyalty from the coaches, Jim, why should the players have any loyalty no. either? This a lot of this transfer portal has to do with players that aren't seeing playing time because maybe they're not that good. So you're going to penalize them going somewhere to go play, like a Western Michigan or an Oakland University? You're no, going to penalize well, them? Well, well, no, not necessarily, but you know that it, it gives them a fallback. It's like handing out participation trophies to everybody to I me. Completely it's, disagree with that statement. That, but, but that's just no. how it feels. No. You know. And that No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Did we give out participation trophies in your league? I didn't think so. You <laughs> I think it's hilarious that older generations want to lip rip millennials on participation trophies. Guess what? Our parents are the ones that came up with it, so don't throw it on us. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. I don't care. <laughs> Moving on. Um, who do you got in your final four, Carolyn? Well, I gotta pull it up because it's right here. Because yeah. I had the MSU data. And then we got one thing to to touch on before we sign off. So this is kind of a boring get based on what we had to say. Gonzaga and Kentucky, Tennessee and Kansas. I like the Tennessee pick. Who do you got winning? Gonzaga. Over? Kansas. Okay. They're here. All right. Be there I like it. So, like I said, one more thing before we get out of here. Um, Carolyn, I'm sure, has her own feelings on this. Um, Coach Hawk, he was at Portage Northern, right? Um, they had a, let's just say, bad year. Um, and news came out last week that he's going home. He's going back to Quincy University where he started his head coaching career. Um, coming off the heels of um, him kind of making a statement and saying that, you know, he was making a long-term commitment to Portage and all this other stuff. So I just kind of wanted to get Carolyn's thought on it because I think you know Hawk better than I do. The most I remember from Hawk is growing up in 04 and when they went to the tournament against Middleton, the C-State, I think it was. That's as much as I can remember. 
I've talked to him quite a bit, and I have a whole lot of respect for the things that he does and what he has to say and how he goes about things, because obviously he had a lot of long-term success at the collegiate level and here at Western Michigan. I talked, I actually talked to him, it was his second game, I believe, in the high school ranks, because Portage Northern, Matawan hosted Portage Northern. Mm -hmm. And normally for my pregame show, I just get... Matawan's head coach, and I was like, well, Hawk's here. I want to talk to Hawk. And th- I was like, tell him that Carolyn Binder wants to talk to him. And he came up, and he was like, hey. He was like, feels like we're back at the Broncos, you know. And so <laughs> it was pretty cool. And I asked him about, because I had read a quote that he said when he signed on with Portage Northern about how this was his dream position. And I said, can you tell us more about that? Just because a lot of people – probably doubt that a high school position is your dream position. Mm -hmm. And he talked for about five minutes about the path that where that had led him and what he has always wanted to do and who he's always wanted to impact. And it's easy to see the impact in a D1 program. It's not as easy to see that the impact actually starts before that. It does. At the high school level. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated that. And I'm like, the this guy's going to be here. Like, this is it. This mm-hmm. is what he's doing. That's his retirement gig. That's his, re- yeah. I mean, yeah. So I would, I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed to hear that, yeah, they didn't have a great year from from a scoreboard perspective. Yep. However, on the flip side of that, I also saw them at the end of the year. So I, we saw them in that game. Matawan blew them out at the beginning of the year. They met in the districts. Matawan won that game. However, their trajectory from the second game of the year to the districts was monumental. Those guys played a whole different level of basketball than I had seen all season long from Portage Northern. So we've talked about it throughout this uh, the show about you know growing and cultivating and all the rest of it, and then the coach's role in doing that. Steve Hawkins certainly succeeded in that sense and i'm just sad for portage northern and for the program that that's where it ends but on the flip side i don't blame him you know if he wants to go home go home you know like and that that's cool like what i've done the same thing where it's like you get this opportunity you're going along doing this and then you're like oh this comes up like yes i'm doing that so i i feel like that's kind of what it was isn't it kind of like a rock and a hard place like it seems like Especially if you're in sports or entertainment media, timing is never right, ever. No, it there's no perfect. There would be no perfect time because I mean we talk about this in five years and maybe they won a couple. Portage Northern's won a couple district championships and maybe they've does made a run at you know whatever. Does he still make the same decision? You know, after he's done all this, maybe he turns Quincy down. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's and maybe that's kind of like a little of my. Like eyebrow raising is, yeah, they didn't have a great season. And then this opportunity came along and you just kind of. I think pieced. that not not to say you haven't thought about that statement, yeah. but I think that's just the natural automatic thing. Like, yeah. oh, they won one game this year. Yeah. Like, so, of course, he's going to bail as soon as something comes calling. But I, and I don't think that's what it is. I'm just. I don't think so either. I just I don't. Th- I'm just sad. Like, I'm sad for Portage Northern in the sense that. I witnessed improve like drastic improvement yeah. in that program, and the fact that like for the Steve Hawkins plan, like that's where it ends, is just sad. 
was has Northern had like a historically good program? Um, like I'm just yeah. kind of curious as like its history. We went twenty or nineteen and one when in uh, 78-79. <laughs> it's been a while since then, Jim. <laughs> yeah, just saying. I'm just saying. <clears throat> and this was after McKinney left Northern, so you know he was oh already my gone. Gosh. I think. Yeah, yeah, he was already long gone. <clears throat> but we lost to Lansing Eastern in the regional semis. So okay. And they say old people don't have memories. <laughs> This he dude's just, like an elephant sometimes. I'll say something and he remembers it. <laughs> Throws it in my face. Boom, baby! <laughs> so I think... Or wait a minute, 7980. My bad. Yeah. Did we get every to everything we wanted to this yeah, week? Not, no, but we're good. I mean, we didn't talk much about NFL free agencies a buzz right now there's a lot going on with that obviously we talked about tom and aaron and, and i and i kept it short sweet and to the point we got out of that quickly yes uh getting closer to playoffs in um basketball right. hockey yes um and then uh man what was i gonna say uh baseball's back that's the biggest thing yeah. i think that happened after we recorded last week uh yeah yeah so. um <sighs> I still hate Manfred. I still hate him. I still hate him. I still hate him. But <laughs> and the Cubs signed Suzuki today. <laughs> Woohoo! Seventy million dollar deal too. Uh, so that's hey, a little rich. That's well, he's pretty. He's pretty good. He's a so. uh, Japan's top prospect. So hey, hey. Um, hopefully more to talk about next week. Um. I'm hoping the Lions can make some more deals. I don't expect them to set the world on fire, but no. I think they need to, to get Landon Collins so they don't take Hamilton second overall. Quick, um, uh, quickly from Carolyn, um, prognos- prognosis for next year. Do they have a shot at the playoffs? Yes. I love Dan Thank Campbell. Thank you. I love him. He's they, He's got the locker room bought in like nobody I've ever seen. Would you have to agree, though, Holmes has to hit this draft on the head? Oh, I Totally. This if, is if you get two or three picks wrong, this thing's dead. This is it. This is it. Yeah, they've got to make the right decisions, yeah. which means no quarterback. No quarterback next year. I, golf is fine. I re, like just plug in the right Thank plan. Thank you. Golf is fine. Get I think him. you need somebody of the future. He, well, the, don't golf, they all? Golf, golf don't they all? Be, golf might be the future. He's still but young. What I'm saying is, give him get plug in a plan for him. Get him an offensive line. He's fine. I think he's – well, and I think the biggest thing, you need actual threats at receiver. You, True. you need to give him real weapons, not yeah. a bunch of guys that will be working at Starbucks in a couple of years. So This um, is also accurate. Yeah. yeah, we already had defenses keying in, keying in on TJ. We don't need him keying in on Amon too, you know. I mean, let's let's get a couple other weapons out there to spread the field. And yeah. see what it looks like. Well, you know? Hey, I, look, I did you. I told you. <laughs> It does happen. It's had enough. <laughs> I think that that's a good place to stop. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Boy, that thing broke. Yeah, here, we'll hold it. We will <laughs> definitely bring Carolyn back. Great yep. discussion Thank today. You. Thanks for having me. Uh, Zemlick.com, our sponsor. Check them out. Uh, hmm. Daily offers free specials. Their brick and mortar location, Office you Stadium hold. Drive in Oshtemo at Zemlick.com. Look, I got a new mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.